along to the latest edition of the Left Wing Back podcast. We are looking back on the two games that Carroll were involved in the weekend. Of course, a cracker for the Hurlers against Antrim, which ended in a 2.25 to 5.16 draw. And of course, Carroll senior footballers uh, crashed out of Leinster against Offaly, uh, kicking 20 points, but ultimately losing out. So a little bit later on, we'll be talking to uh, Lee Walker, who is out injured at the moment, but he's going to have a chat with us and we'll run through a few things. He might explain how he got up on top of that hedge as well a few weeks back in Netwatch Cullen Park. But for now, we'll have Marty Mouse Kavanagh. Um, Mouse, great to talk to you. I think it's the first time you're on this podcast. We're, we're handing out championship debuts left, right and centre here last two months. <laughs> welcome welcome aboard. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, nice to get the invite. Um, glad to be here and talking to you. Good stuff. Well, listen, let's go straight into the, the action. Um when you, you when you score two twenty five most days you're expecting to win, but when you can see five sixteen you're probably expecting to lose as well. Yeah, it was uh sure it was a, I suppose it was one of one of them games, I suppose. It was a pure shootout with ourselves in Antrim and I suppose it has been that way whenever we have met in recent games. Um yeah, look, I suppose it was definitely a two a two point loss for us, like, you know. We were four points up in injury time and they got back, um she looked there's all a lot of what ifs like did were kind of maybe it was a bit over over time. They played a bit over time, um, but ultimately when we look back on it, our own mistakes um, let us down. Like, but um, look, we were disappointed after. I suppose I felt like a loss, but I suppose we didn't lose at the end of the day. It's a point on the board. We have a game in hand. It's it's we're, it's all positive now, and we're back training now tonight and looking ahead to meet. So. Look, we'll take the positives and we'll go on with it. Look, Antrim have two, had two great games behind them going into that game Saturday and we had no game really played. So, we found out a lot where we were at. So, we're happy enough, I suppose. But disappointed we didn't get the win. But, look, we'll, we'll, we'll plough on now again and, and look forward to meeting now Saturday. Yeah, because as you mentioned, I was going to come to that. They had two big wins with the, the league final victory and then obviously getting a win under the belt in the first round. And, look, I suppose, considering a bit of a change around in your own camp last week, I think you certainly would have taken a point given the fact that that was kind of going on in the background. It wasn't ideal preparation. So if before a ball was poked, I'd say you'd be saying to yourself, look, we'll take this point. Yeah, I was, there's a point if you, if you offered me to talk with, like, because Antrim were going well and they were putting up scores. like, um, And I suppose, as you said, there was a bit of uncertainty in ourselves. Like We weren't really, in regards you know, training that, like, you know, coming and going and, and whatnot. And, and I suppose injuries-wise as well, there was lads... Fit and, and then Noir fit and I suppose it was, it was a bit unsettled in our campus. Um, what we have there at the moment is plenty good enough, you know, to be, to compete and ch- and when and get into a final in the John McDonough. So we're, we're we're delighted, I suppose. We were happy with our, with our performance on Saturday. Just disappointed with a few mistakes, but I suppose look as as it goes on now, we'll get better hopefully, and and hopefully the mistakes will be ironed out a bit. But no, look, a lot plenty of positives to take, so we'll go with that, like. Yeah, I suppose the key thing most the next day is to crowd those shitty goals. There was a few of them there now you wouldn't be happy to concede. You never like conceding a goal, of course, but just a couple of them were a little bit suspect and you wouldn't be expecting to make those sort of mistakes at this level, I suppose. But I know it is winter hurling as well at the same time. Yeah, no, definitely. Look, there's lads, lads disappointed. Look, you can, I suppose if it goes right down, there's the forwards missing a ball and, and, and it kind of goes back to the back stand and, and then my lay in the goal, but... I suppose you look at the back there, but it kind of goes back to the forward there as well, like, you know, so there's plenty, so everyone kind of has to hold their hand up, like, but, um, yeah, look, really soft goals, really disappointing goals to give away, and I suppose it's not really, what was not like us, like, to be to give away five goals in a match, um, and, like, so there are two goals, we'll work them well, uh, definitely hand them sheared four goals, like, you know, which is disappointing, but if we can iron them out and, and, and get them right, like, you know, we'll, we'll, 
we'll it'll be all looking positive going ahead. Um, we'll try to work on the mistakes and get get game out get out our game from Saturday because it's a huge game. Like you know, we can't really let up, we can't afford to slip up now anymore. So looking at me now, we try to get two points on the board and, and and go into the break with three points. You know, and looking looking nice going into the Kerry game then in two weeks time. Yeah, that's what it's all about. This joke is about building momentum, as we know from the last time two years ago when, when Carlo were in it like and you know Mead you have to take them by seriously they have a couple of great hurlers too they'll be coming down and they'll be looking to to what do you call it to do a number on Carlo as well it's a game I suppose you should be expecting to win there's no guarantee that Jar going to win it but when, before a ball is poked again you'll be thinking look when me come down here we should be winning this game I suppose and right now given the fact that you only have the point on the board as opposed to two you just simply have to win it there's no if buts or maybes yeah, there's no, there's, there's no doubt about it. We have to win. As simple as that. There's, there's, the pressure comes with that. But look, we're we're all playing long enough now. We're playing pressure games. To, I suppose they're the best games to play. And anyway, when the pressure is, when it's all on the line, you know, hopefully, you you come out with your best performance then. But um, Mead will come down and come down with confidence too. The boys played them I mean, in Joe Mac two years ago, and and I think they only beat them by three or four points. Like so, you know, they come down with confidence too, and they they have nothing to lose. I suppose the pressure's on us as well. They've been at home, but um. Yeah, look, it's very cutthroat to Joe Mack. You know, if you, you, you be at the bottom of the table, you win the game, you could be top of the table. And I suppose that's what's so exciting about it. Like, Westmead are, Westmead are over now. They can't get to a final, like, so, you know, they were, they were favourites to win it, like, you know. So, it's that's <clears throat> really on, it's really on the day, like, and, you know, the weather last week was crazy weather, like, you don't know what's going to come this weekend. And it might sue another team, might not sue this team. So, we just have to be ready for whatever comes. And, once, once we're training well during the week and our and we've our heads our heads tuned in and that's then you know we'll we'll be happy enough and hopefully we'll take care of business but and then um, hopefully we'll get the job done Saturday but look we can't look past me and we're not looking past them it's going to be a huge game huge battle and look we're we're looking forward to it and we're ready for it please God you mentioned uh, playing under pressure it seems to be something that you enjoy doing because more often than not in the big games that you played be it in Leinster final with St Mullins or be it with Carlo like you really rose to it. Is it something that kind of excites you? When you know there's a bit of pressure on board, do you kind of almost get a little bit of giddy with anticipation because you know it's a big game? Is there still an element of nervousness? Like, or is, is it just something you simply, you thrive on and you kind of welcome? Yeah, no, it, I definitely, I love the pressure sense of it. I definitely do. Um, and you would always be nervous, like, you know, but I suppose that's what it's all about too. You know I mean? You want to put yourself in them positions and, have that pressure on you, like you know, and I think a lot of lads this week would, would say the same. Like, so something about the the big game or the, you know, the the knockout games where you just you you, you try you perform your best, like you know, and and some day, some days you don't like and 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 but that's what's what you kind of what makes you more hungry to go back there again and 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 do it again, like. But no, definitely it's it's all about the big games. It's all about the pressure moments, you know, and whether stepping up for a free in the last minute, like you know. So for example, like Ballinkill last year, we scored a free to equal or to level it, and then <clears throat> this year I missed a free in the last book of the game to to draw to bring it extra time, you know, and balance itself out like. But so I I put myself in that position again every day of the week, like because you know you, you train to you train for them moments, like you know, like you know, and, and some days they come off and some days they don't come off, but that's what it's all about, like you know. Probably a hard but question. You, yeah, you try, Sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting you slightly, but no, probably, hard, hard question, probably hard question to ask, but just say those two frees, for example, the one you're on about there this year and the one last year, were you in the very same frame of mind before you hit those frees, or is that something that it's kind of hard to pinpoint at the moment in your own mind, or do you think you, you were kind of thinking along the same lines before you struck the ball? Ah, yeah, look, you'd be, 
I suppose the yeah, to close, they're a bit different, I suppose, because the last year was a goal and, and this year was going for a pint. But either or you're, you're stepping up and you're confident you're you're going to score, like you know. But you have your same same frame. There's the the, the frame of mind, like you know, that you're has to be positive. Like if you're not thinking positive, then more or not you're not going to score, like you know. Um, so that's the way I'd be thinking, and you know, and I know I, I missed that free there a few weeks ago, but. I would have, I would have took the same one again in the, within a minute, no problem, and I still think the same. But that's just yeah. just the pressure you they put on yourself, and you know that's. But I kind of try on that, as you said, I try on that, and I, and I know a lot of lads would do that as well, like would do as well. Yeah, and I suppose a lot of that comes down from practice with the phrase as well, because that gives you the confidence. If you do work on, I suppose you're feeling you're feeling good in yourself, and you know you have that behind you, and you shouldn't have a huge amount to worry about. Okay, you probably still will get nervous, but you've done the hard work, so that's the reassurance you need, I suppose, in order to win and perform. Yeah, exactly. Look, you're striking balls there during the week, um, putting yourself kind of in a match frame. I know it's not, it's not the same, but you try kind of visualize what's going to be around you come the weekend, like wherever you're playing and and what what not. But it's obviously different when you're playing in when you're taking freezing same ones with no one around you, or when you're taking with Carlo with with people roaring at you and whatnot. But you try put yourself in that frame of mind in a match situation. And it is it obviously is different, but once you're doing that and, and you're striking the wall well, like you're you're gonna go up there with confidence that your work is done and and you're gonna you're you're gonna nail them like but more and you might not nail them either, like it's, it's, that's the way it goes. But once you have the work done, you're confident going and I suppose that's all you can do as a player, like you'd have that work done and and you know, and if if it don't work out in the day at least you had it done, but you know, could you go back at it again and you and you and you do it again, like, you know. Now, a couple of questions most for you. Um, and the first one is, regards the left side being the strong side, uh, it seems to be a thing in St. Mullins where your, I suppose, non-dominant side per se in normal circumstances is the stronger one. What's the story down in St. Mullins? How is it that, you know, yourself and Jack in particular kind of have the right hand on top but you kind of prefer the left side? Um, is that just the way you got used to playing growing up or was there any kind of um, genius down there at ones that said look get, get, get that get that side stronger because it's harder to get hooked or whatever on the left and it is when you want to cross the body it is that little bit harder to get hooked yeah I know definitely there's no I think that's just the way we what we, we are we were growing up I don't remember ever changing or, or that um, growing up bar maybe Brendan Hayden maybe something to, maybe Brendan Hayden had something to do with maybe primary school but I can't remember now maybe he might remember but all I can remember is striking that way and Jack was the same and I think James Lyle's the same as well off coming across the left as well off the right on top but yeah I don't know it's a strange one yeah I don't know no there's no there was no geniuses or anything I think that's just the way we we were we, we started at a young age and you know we I suppose that's just the way it is but yeah no I've seen someone about that Harry on Twitter there recently Harry yeah the, 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 the left side alright yeah but no, it's, it's, it's definitely just the way we, we, we grew up, I suppose, playing. And other sports, now. So I know you played soccer years ago. I'll come to you on that in a, in a moment. But is there anything you doing in particular to kind of keep extra sharp? Uh, when lads thought you were playing rackets or, or, or squash or something like that as well, because you're always, <laughs> you have the hand eye coordination down to a tee. Any other sports or whatever that, you know, even that you, that you do to keep sharp, or is it literally just hurling? Yeah, no, yeah. Um I play a bit. I play a bit of golf there. All right, I'm a member there in Burris, but I'm not the greatest. I play as 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 much as I'd like to play. I think we get good at. But I've I'd love to golf. I'd watch it the whole time on telly and that. Um, I try go as much as I can there. I had a great spell out there, I suppose, over lockdown. But um, 
Um, no, I never played racket or squash. But I heard they're great games, actually. I know a few, a few lads who would have played it. Um, yeah. And I mean it to go, actually, but I never actually went to it. But, yeah, it might be an idea now to hopefully when things open up again, to get into it and, 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 and play it because it's good old something to pass an hour or two and, you know, as I said, it'll keep the eye, eye in, like, you know. Just regards yeah. the the soccer, you were playing with Bonham Murphy Celtic at the time and it was nearly like, uh, I think every land of the team probably played County Hurling with Carl Hunter and Johnny because you had a shrinking lads from Rangers, obviously St. Mullins yourselves and um, Ballin Gillen and that. And I remember going and Jack was over the team. So that was a, that was a bit of a novelty at the time. You were going for the league. I don't know how to join the league that time. I say that was youth, was it? Oh, it's going I back it was a good, long time ago. Yeah, eight or nine years yeah, ago. yeah. Yeah, Jack was over us, and, and Pat O'Grady was over us. Yeah, no, we actually um, we didn't win the we didn't win the league. No, we actually had to give a few walkovers because we saw we saw many lads playing hurling on the days, but we actually never lost a game in the league. But we had to we actually had to just give walkovers. We had a really good team. Yeah, it's a bit you know we had we had Dion was actually playing. Dion would have been centre back. I think Jack Havner from Michigan was playing. I'm sure, obviously the Rangers boys, and then myself. So we had a right old mixture of group lads, but we were all in school, this was that time, Boris as well. So, but yeah, we had a right old team, but we had to give walkovers against a few teams because the lads playing GA, unfortunately. I think we lost the game that year. Just had to yeah. hand them walkovers. That's, that's absolutely mental. I remember uh, Jack, Jack getting a bit excited one or two times as well, uh, heading, he was, he was kind of directed back into the Porter cabin. I can't remember what game was, but I just happened to be down at that time. I was knocking around with Dion or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. some things never change. He still gets a bit excited every now and then. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. It's in you. When it's in you, it's in you. Um, you get, no matter what sport it is, you, you get excited at the line. So, you know, so that's uh, just so competitive side coming out. On, on, on him. He heard well the other day, in fairness. He did, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. You know, he's, he's flying it. He's, he's, uh, he's as fit and he's training and he's fit as I've ever seen him now, to be fair. He's getting better with it. Just and this, along may I continue now because it's great for both county and club, you know. Yeah, four points from play wasn't wasn't too shabby at all. Uh, Chris no. Nolan's contribution as well coming in. I think he had five points from play scored within fifteen minutes of coming on. It was mental how how quickly it just made the impact on the game the way he did. Like he's the most accurate man, I've ever seen. you know, he's, he pulls the trigger so often, but he rarely misses. Like you know, um, you know, sometimes he'd be going for shots and he'd be the lads rare day and but sure to go over the bars so they can't really say anything. You know, oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. No, he's kind of only back from injury there. Lately, and he's kind of only he hasn't he's only got a few training sessions in him, but he's kind of, that's why he, he and he was he was a great impact on the bench and all. So he's nearly back to full fitness now, so he'd be a great help going forward, like you know. But it's great to have him, and we had John Nolan off the bench as well, who two of them made great um, additions, you know. And, and Aaron and Carl Tracy came on as well, and with a few few lads injuries to try to clear up there as well, and obviously just a few twenties on board. If, it's great for them as well to be in training with us and they're on the panel now Saturday and they would have got a taste for it as well so hopefully they might come along as well now so hopefully now and as, as the weeks go on now we'll get better and better please God Yeah well that game against me is on Saturday in uh, Netwatch Cullen Park at 2 o'clock Mouse uh, thanks for coming on the Left Wing Back podcast and the very best luck with it alright Thanks Kevin all right, now on the Left Wing Back podcast, we are joined by Lee Walker of Carlo and the Blues. Lee, um, look, we, we suppose we'd like to be talking to you in more positive circumstances. Uh, it's kind of double barrel. Carlo lost at the weekend, and unfortunately, uh, you're all injured with, with the crow seed again. Um, I'd say, like a lot of people, you'll be glad to see the back of 2020. Um, I think this is, is this the second time in a couple of years that you've done that dreaded injury? Yes, Kevin, yes. Um just back seven months from uh, from doing it on their same knee, yeah, and just unlucky, so unlucky, I think, um, 
yeah, again in a row, okay, yeah. God, in a last, actually last two or three minutes of the game, went in on a tackle there with Sean and I came out to the wrong end of it. It's a bit unlucky. Got the legs tangled and kind of twisted a bit and went on me again. As you said, though, yeah, it's bad year all in all and uh, that just topped it off, I think, for me. Yeah, big time because like obviously you work so hard to get back the first time and it's not an in- an easy one to come back and not an easy injury to come back from. But like um I suppose is there some consolation not that there is a whole lot, but is there some consolation in knowing that you have come back from it before, you know what's required and that you can do it, even though there is a lot to be done? Ah yeah. Look, I've done it before. I like I like uh, putting putting myself out there and just testing myself and the mental toughness side of it as well, you know. And Tying in there with Gary as well, in with the county, the, the Carlo Physio on that. Uh, Gary has, has looked after me tremendously tr- during the last one, was being there the whole way through, and he just reached out to me again there and said, that, Look, and anything you need, uh, it'll be there. Or if you need to jump back in with us, you know, and stay in the loop, that's no problem at all. So that's good positives to take from it and stuff like that. And um, I just can't wait now to get the swelling down and, and just go back at it. Uh, that's it really yeah just can't wait to go get stuff back in at it you didn't shy away last year when it came to staying involved because you were over the blues last year when you won the championship what 25 or 6 years of age maybe at the time yeah yeah the lads kind of had a team meeting uh, up at the blues Uh, Mick Lillis was over them at the time and some lads were for it all he he was a manager of kind of old school manager type test he'd um, up, he'd only he could have a few horns and that, and it looked kind of a bit bleak when you were turning up there and rain would be pelting down and so on. And he'd just, it'd just uh, a knife or just all running that's what he liked to do and include kind of a ball and some of the things, but it was more or less all fitness and running and running. And majority of our lads from the town and they don't they don't really like all this running crack and stuff, they'd rather have a ball and stuff. So they called the team meeting there and um, we had it down in Carpenters. and. Mick Lillis was there and he says, this is an open, uh, it's an open meeting here, ending on your chest, uh, you want to get rid of, just let it out there. Sure, uh, Chris Birmingham uh, just stands up first and he says, um, what did he say? He says, uh, if I wanted to be, if I wanted to be, what was it? If I wanted to be a, in a, a marathon runner or something, I'd go up to St. Lawrence at Tools and I'd just non-stop, I'd be non-stop running up there, he says. And sure, after that then, after the meeting then, there was lads weren't happy with the train, it was just running and stuff. So after that then, they got rid of him in the end. And sure, I was after doing the cruciate in the meantime. And sure, Carpenter then asked me would I step in and do a few training sessions. Sure, I just brought it all back to what, what we know as players, like, and what to go up to play was with a football and all ball drills and shooting, just what you know, what you're happy with doing, and uh, that's what we went on. And sure, we had 28 lads the first night, and from then on, it just got better and better. And everyone was having the crack and enjoying training. And training, we do a warm up, and we trained for about 55 minutes to an hour, and everyone was delighted. And you could see it was the ball was starting to pick back up and roll again, and it was just everything was go, going well, you know. And sure, then that year, sure, we got to the um, we won the intermediate actually that year, yeah. Yeah, and geez, that was like I'm convinced you probably are the the youngest ever manager to win a championship in Saint Carlo because that's a uh, that's outrageous stuff altogether. But for fair play, like I mean, it was probably good for you to keep involved. Not that you were never going to have, like you know, but rather than actually just standing on the sideline, you made a, a valued contribution and you kind of 
gained a lot of, I suppose, experience as a coach, even in your early days or later on in life when you do decide to stop playing, that, you know, you, you'll obviously go down that coaching and management route and it's great to learn it from that side. But I suppose the difficulty with that, did you find any kind of difficulty in kind of keeping a bit of a distance from the players? Because obviously a lot of them are your friends and stuff. Uh, did you find that you had to kind of keep a little bit of a distance and not get too poly poly with lads or was that ever an issue last year? Yeah, that's that's what I never thought about when I first stepped into it to help out, and then I I, I obviously got in deeper into it and stuff like that. And then, as you said there, yeah, you see lads giving an old dirty look here and there, you know. And actually coming into this year, Carpenter and that, and the lads that had me involved as well. But I was trying to tell them, lads, I just want to play here. I don't want to be picking any teams or stuff like that. I don't mind doing some of the training sessions and drills and stuff like that. But Jesus. I think after we won the intermediate, there was an incident where I was getting, I don't know what, I was getting dirty looks there and there for not putting on a lad. And I put on a lad that, that, wasn't, that, that wasn't up in the field as much, you know, but he, he was a more experienced player just to, to see it out kind of in a way. Whereas at the point, the kind of younger, younger pace here, I just went for the more experience with a call. And looks, yeah, that's all comes into, 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 your, into your thinking and stuff, you know. But uh, I, as, as I started out with it, I didn't think think about what would be what would happen actually going down the line, you know. And uh, how would you kind of deal with that then? Do you tell your man to fake off or do you kind of say, look, explain the rationale in, in well, like, why you did what you did? Like, Well, I suppose we got the win, thankfully. <laughs> so, answer that. It, it wasn't that, that answer kind of that for me, yeah. But uh, in terms of going into senior, I was just telling the players as as I was training with them and stuff like that that look lads I know I'm putting this team getting picked this year so you know I'm 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 over this year and just training is and that that'll be it and I'll be playing with you and not picking any teams or and not making friends or losing friends if you get me this year. <laughs> yeah Jesus yeah that no, was from from that point of view, you know a lot of people say even though there's a lot of people take on their own club that sometimes it can be nearly the hardest thing to do because you, you have such an attachment and that's why People go with uh, outside managers uh, quite a lot and, and, and stuff like that or whatever. But the championship this year when, you know, we did have that bit of action or whatever, I suppose a pattern of consistency is what we'd like to see from the Blues going forward. Um, I, I'm obviously very conscious that it was the first year back senior, but I always felt that there's serious potential in the Blues. And I always harp back on to, Jesus, seven or eight years ago now, but when Mick Bourne was involved and E-Boys got to the semi-final of the senior championship, uh, with virtually a team of chaps, I, I just thought, Jesus, like there's so much talent there and has been for some time. Carpenter would have said it on, on the podcast. And even now you have a lot of, you know, really good footballers. So like I would see no reason why the Blues couldn't push on, I suppose, if the act gets together and you kind of keep together. Is that something you kind of go along with as well? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I see. It's just uh, keeping everyone together. A lot of our lads, they love soccer, you know, and it just kills us big time commitment to training. You know, uh, for yourself, senior senior football, you can't mess around. Like you have to be tuned in and you have to buy into it. Like if you're not 100% committed, you like you'll be caught down the line when when the games really matter. And um, yeah, I what was it there? I was I'd say we're about three to four lads short on that that senior team, but just experience, just a small bit more experience. We're just copper, I'd say at the moment. But if we could find Two, three or four lads, I'd say we could push the whole way for, for at least the semi-final spot. Just at the moment, we're trying to bleed in lads. We've 
we've got two two lads, I think, this year that they never fed Gaelic before and they started the first game, you know, it's kind of along those lines we're getting caught. And I say, yeah, we're just we're just I think two or three lads just short of, of making good good steady progress and and in terms of having numbers in the field that you know you can push along each other because we're just a small panel at the moment this is 20 22 lads there if you could get them you know and unfortunately like losing ray ray walker is just uh, such a blow like the man had a couple of more years left in him and like just what he was able to offer to lads around i know he was a very obviously like an incredible footballer but such a good leader as well that's uh, I, I get so annoyed over that whole situation. I don't want you to go into great detail. I'm not putting you on the spot with that or anything, but yeah. I just want to emphasize the loss that, that Ray is to the Blues, especially when you're trying to bring those lads through as well. Oh, massive, massive loss. Sure. There's lads there, you know, just, Jesus, if you had Ray this year, like, you could have went a bit. You know, you can you could do this or you could set up this way or you could, go, you could let him go, he could stay and stuff like that. Yeah, Ray was a massive loss. And even in around the, the field, like, just training, he's... He's a, he's a great person, you know, all around. And, uh, yeah, he was a, a massive loss. And I do be in contact with him now and again, you know, and just trying to maybe hopefully get him back up to the field, even for the underage, like just for himself, uh, himself uh, most importantly. Like, you know, on the head, that all that thing would have been very tough on him and, and to take as well, you know. Big time, yeah. And just, like, I think he's one of the best footballers we've seen over the last 20 years in, in Carlo, without a doubt, like, I mean, left foot, right foot, just the, the football and brain, that, I think that's the, the most likable thing, he was just so intelligent as a footballer, like. Yeah, he was a very good all-round, yeah, he could do it all, and, boy, Jesus, he, he put his mind to something, like, he's just, he's just an animal to train, and just uh, anything in general, like, what, if, whatever he wants to put his mind to, like, mad. And he'd just be working like general labour stuff, like you could be kangoing all day and then he'd be turning up for inter-county training and not a bother and he'd be winning all the, the runs and just, you know, running by lads for sport. You're kind of in the, you're in the building game yourself, aren't you? You're, I know you're, when, you're doing a lot of work up in Dublin, I suppose, when yeah, we were left kind of lost all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, just, uh, just try to keep it up to, uh, good for the head, you know, and you're, you have a routine and stuff like that. It's just, yeah. But uh, I'm actually just after taking up a course now, it's just to keep the head off this this long-term goal of the rehab, uh, personal training, a fitness instructor there. So, good stuff. Hope, uh, just, uh, yeah, just to tip away at that now. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> going by some of the Instagram stuff now, the sites look like good crack. <laughs> Asher, sites throw up anything, you know, these days. But luckily, we, we, we're we on our own private enough site, so it's just uh, the lads we know ourselves and the, the odd few builders coming in to tip away do plumbing or electric electrical stuff and you know <laughs> yeah the usual the usual crack it's always always good banter in that sort of environment uh but uh come here like i suppose let's let's talk about the game on on, on sunday there um kick 20 points and and lost the game uh jesus like i mean it was i know we had to look at the bigger picture the other day and there's a what do you call it? There's um, in a few months' time, we'll, we'll have a, a fair indication as to how we're going and how we're not going. But like, I was I was very impressed with some of the scores we took and all that. I always felt beforehand it was going to be a shootout, incidentally. But I did have a worry about whether we could outscore what they had at the far end. Now, as it turned out, we did technically kind of outscore them, but the goals obviously won the game for them. Um, oh, Jesus, like it, it's a kind of a risk reward style. Um, it will get your results, I think, for, for the most part. I'm just worried against certain teams. Will it be 
will we get consistent victories? What, what do you make of, of the whole thing yourself from, from looking at what you saw on Sunday? It's a whole fresh fresh face in there, you know, a whole, whole uh, new system and stuff. The lads that were there and then lads that haven't, haven't been there and have been called in. Like, um, just think a small few tweaks to have a, have a number of weeks now to be, to be training and, you know, tweaking up things. Just um, maybe just conceding maybe them soft goals. Maybe that they're the ones that got us, if you get me. It's kind of see that, that risk and reward, that man-to-man. And maybe if someone just stones out for a second in the middle third and that third man runner coming through creates a domino effect, kind of what do I have to go? Will I go over the mind the house? Let the point go over? It's just, I think it's just ironing out some basic things that, that can be done, like, you know, and up the other end, this is great scoring and it's lovely to watch kicking the ball 40 yards, going after his head up, kicking another 30-yard pass, you know, and a runner off the shoulder. It's, it's very enjoyable to watch. I think it's just a small few tweaks there, and we, we won't be far off to this Division 4, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's very refreshing to look at as well, like just some of the, the way the, the scores are worked. And all of a sudden, we, we, we for years were talking about not having forwards, and now it looks like we, we have forwards all of a sudden. But it's kind of like, geez, in the last few months, did, did the Magic One get waved or whatever? But maybe it's just the fact that we were used to kind of being a little bit conservative and playing counter-attack football that, you know, we were always very reliant on Broderick. Like, and Gannon had chipped in with a few scores and, and stuff like that, but it was always Broderick. But now... Like Blake knocked over a few the other day. Uh, Ross Dunphy was scoring. Uh, Jamie Clark come on and kicked one. That's just a few off the top of the head. So it turns out we do have lads that are capable of scoring. I think Blake in particular has has shown great promise there in the two games. Yeah, there's, there's. I think the anyone from the from the half backs up like anyone can score now. I think the shackles are really off. Like and it's like if you're if you're in a good position and you're in around the D, why not have a go? Like back yourself. You're in the county footballer, and at the end of the day, you know. I think it's it's all around. It's a happy camp if you get me. Like the shackles are off now, and I think just lads are are thriving at, with their own confidence. Nearly sure there's it does be like yeah, fifteen and fifteen games there every training session. You know, to show what show your worth and stuff like that. So so why not? Like any one of you can be a forward at the end of the day once you get in a good position and just back yourself. I think it's it's good. It's looking looking bright for the future. I think. Yeah, it is indeed. And I suppose the initial reaction after the game, I was raged after the game the other day. Like like every kind of person, I suppose, that Jesus, like uh it was it was just the prospect of playing Kildare again and having another couple of weeks to you know, enjoy looking at what you guys have been doing there and providing for us. Uh it was just one big disappointment, I suppose. It was hard to take even because it was the last thing we we're kinda of clinging on to, along with the hurlers, of course, but you're just kinda of hoping that the the two teams are, are taking over for, for the foreseeable. But uh, look, then when you take a step back, as I said, and you give it an hour or two and look ahead to next year, thinking, geez, no, there's something, there's definitely something um, we can work with here. But uh, yeah, what's, this, what's the story with Joe Brennan then in particular? Uh, I've asked a couple of lads about crew and stuff. And, you know, what's uh, what's different to say about Joe Brennan in comparison maybe to a poacher or, or whatever in terms of what's done in the field and, and how we're kind of looking tactically as well? Very, very, very professional, I see. From, I've only been out there twice or three times myself just because I, I didn't want to be always out there, if you get me. I want to go out now when I'm starting my rehab and stuff. But um, in terms of, yeah, very professional training that is set up the night or text out to all the lads the night before and stuff like that. And, you know, run very well. I've seen the, probably two of them, Porter and Jar, and, and 
similar enough in terms of the way they want to get their sessions, you know, across the lads and stuff like that. Um, obviously, one would be a counter-attacking um, and um, very well-balanced defensive system, and the other one would be, like, get, get, get up as fast as you can, break with numbers and runners and stuff like that, and know, and know your... Um, Know your uh, know the defensive style we want as well when we're coming back, obviously, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, they will be very similar, but obviously two different uh, way of attacking and defending. I, I would I would see from it. Now, uh, just a couple of ones to go through here. Uh, aside from the game, and we wish nine and lads all the very best luck when we do roll on to next year. And obviously, we're hot to the mouse there a little bit earlier on the podcast, and those lads are out on on Saturday, so they'll carry the flag. For us at at senior level, anyway, for for the next few weeks, um, yeah. What's the crack with uh, <laughs> what was the crack with the pallet with yourself and Murphy? Uh, was it a pallet? Was it an eight by four sheet? Uh, how did you go up on top of that bloody hedge at all? And how did you stay up on it? Was there's chairs and everything up there? <laughs> Premium seating to the right, <laughs> normal seating to the left. Uh, I know. I think it was back there when the, the COVID came in and the games were going ahead. That there was obviously no viewers allowed. There was lads over there with twenty-five foot ladders and stuff, and young lads were climbing up the middle, the middle of the tree. And I'm lucky enough; I live right across the, the road from the ditch, so I was sitting here watching the telly one evening there, and lights come on. Dr. Cull or Network Cullen Park there, and I just glanced out through the window, and there it was around fifteen. I think it was the a minor game, an arrow game, I think, but the game was on. <laughs> there was about 15 lads up on the ditch <laughs> watching the. So, uh, here, when the senior then, when the senior championship or intermediate, and that was getting off then, so I said I'd go over there and I'd have a look. So, there was a ladder left there, so I put the ladder up the streets and I climbed up and I got up on top. And sure, here wasn't there scaffold planks and they were linked into the the wooden crate so that they couldn't move <laughs> so it was well set up whoever whoever set up there was rumours there that Axter set up Craig White <laughs> I'm sure he has something to say about that accusation now <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah like uh, I was the boys as I said in last week's podcast uh, the Lockton Bridge game against the Nile in the semi-final when I was at like the boys were basically surfing up on top of it. It was it was a bit wobbly now, so obviously they've upped their game and uh, the health and safety already have gotten touch to say, lads, you may put a bit of scaffolding or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, know it's, it's not too bad underfoot now up there. I, I say on a windy evening, though, you could be struggling. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, hopefully in the not-too-distant future we'll be able to get back in and, and see what the crack is. Now, in fairness, last week we were giving you a bit of stick about coming on this podcast or not coming on. You're after coming on now. And uh, I think uh, Gannon, Gannon had uh, a few little bits and pieces to say last week, but uh, you're on now, and you're after answering those, uh, answering the call, call of duty. Uh, so any any little juicy stories on Gannon, so we get one back on him. Ah, <laughs> uh, not off hand now, not off hand. I don't think. <laughs> right, okay. I'd be cut off, and them lads have a lot of ammunition on me. <laughs> yeah, now John, he had more of a cut off John Murphy, so maybe we'll we'll get John Murphy on soon and see what the crack is. What was the story with the car keys a few years ago? I don't know. I don't think it was khaki. I think it went for, went for two litres a week there for the missus and for, they didn't come home till Monday and it went Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> got stuck in the tavern there with a few locals. Right, yeah, yeah. Because uh, no, I, I can't remember who taught me at the time. I don't know. I was in another time to Kildare game that you'd lost. Uh, the one route was going by there. He, 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 saw, he saw the milk on the passenger seat of the Jeep there outside the tavern and he was taking photos <laughs> and then the main snap. <laughs> oh, all, all part of it 
all part and parcel of it, yeah. That, that was in around the time of the Kildarian, because I think uh, the lads were saying that you had lost the, basically lost the keys of the Jeep or something, and it was stuck in, uh, stuck in the car park somewhere. That was, that was the rumor that went around anyway. Oh, that could be another one there. I can't remember that off head. Selective amnesia. <laughs> Would have been the time in Carpenter's already. Carpenter was putting it up for sale. He was, it was there two or three days as well. <laughs> yeah, so you left it there on Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Asher, look, some, some, some great times. Like, I mean, for you, you kind of came into the panel, you know, I, I remember you growing up, actually. You're three years younger than I am like and when we were playing under 12 football again the Blues you were playing that time so like you were, you were playing out your grade from an early age so obviously that was a, an indication that you had a little bit about you or whatever like that but in terms of playing county and stuff like it, the last couple of years you kind of said jeez I wouldn't mind a bit of that but for a while there I thought we might never see kind of you in playing county that maybe you were just having out to play with the Blues and do your own thing but like what kind of changed in the last couple of years to make you motivated and wanting you to be part of the county setup? Uh, it was just sort of growing up from the family background and it's all about winning in my house, you know, and, and doing the best you can and trying to outdo yourself or trying to outdo the brother, but it mightn't happen, but you know, but that's what it was all about down in my household anyway, which the numbers were low with the blues and I I want that I can't, I can't go out on a pitch and not have to be fitter than the person that I'm marking or at least match him. For um, 60 minutes of the game at least. So the, the numbers were low with the Blues and there was kind of twindling their thumbs. or lads weren't coming up and, you know, you couldn't get a proper session and this and that. So I just said, look, sure, if I gave Tarlow a bell there and I said, Tarlow, is there any chance I can come in and try out for Tarlow? Just to see where I stand and stuff like that. And he said, yeah, there's no problem, Lee. He says when the season is, when we're starting back, he says, there's no problem at all coming in there. So... From from that day on, then I just went in and for I got I got put into the squad and stuff like that, and I just kept the head down and training hard, and eventually got got my chance and sure it was going well through the whole pre season. I think it was 2018 season 19, and I played played all I was played all the pre season of Warren Cups and stuff like that, and I was playing all the league, and it was the last minute then of the third or fourth game in the league. It was getting loud. Uh, we won that game actually and it was a breaking ball uh, big Brendan Murphy went up and I was around the break and sure I went to, to win the break when I flicked down and one of the loud defenders then jumped across kind of like a superman to box with the ball and sure my right leg with him was stuck in the ground and his body weight then came into it and that was the first time I'd done the, the ACL on the right knee and sure then was back to square one then again I suppose Well it's great to actually see you going in and playing county because like Again, I'm going to go back to that 2012 team. Like some, you like Paul Connors was fullback, right? I think uh, you had Paul Connors, uh, Paul Farrell was playing. Uh, Jesus, uh, you'll probably name him off now better than I will. Uh, Danny, Danny was probably there at the time. Danny Thompson. It was a yeah, team Simon of captains. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. Simon was there. Graham Delaney, Brendan Keaton. There was who else was there? Yeah, there was a lot of us. Very young, yeah. Yeah, and uh, do you remember when you had the the replay of the victory over uh, Tin Island? You, you set up the game against Erog in the semi-final, but Paul was on, Paul Connors was on Broderick that time. I, I think Paul was only in his first year minor. 
Did he have something like uh, Kill, <laughs> Kill Roderick or something on his arm? He was really intimidating going out to play that game as far as yeah, he can remember. Yeah, he's, he's that kind of character, you know. When he, he buys into something, he's, he's really at it, you know. And he's just mentally, his ball at the time was, and he still is one of the best forwards in Carlo, but he was really playing very well that year. And he just, Paul was a young chapter and I think he nearly sure he had killed Broderick Raw on the left side and the right side of his wrist and on his white head, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing, he was a serious full-back. Like, I don't know what the story is of him now, is he still playing? I know on and off he... Yeah, I think he just, uh, he, has, he has a young family there at the moment and he's working away and finding a hard time and that's hard to get time to come up and train. He does be up and, de- up and down, just be playing with the juniors, but I don't think he's enough time to commit to be training with the seniors side of it kind of three nights a week and stuff like that so and he does it he's over a soccer he's over a soccer club as well so I'm not, I'm not quite sure where he stands but maybe this year we'll, we'll ask him and see if we can work around it and have a have it a bit flexible if you get me oh yeah because like if you're playing senior football when you're on your first year minor and you're playing full back there's something about you like and you, you need to get them, them boys together I suppose when we're talking about the Blues and wanting them to push on you need absolutely everyone there and I always found, like, when you get those lads together, I've seen from the outside in, and you got them focused and all, like, a joy to watch, like, simple as that. Yeah, yeah, joy, definitely, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's, that's it, Kevin. It's just getting, getting them all together and having the time and just making them buy in and, 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 and having, a, having a goal at the end of it that everyone is set and content, contented on to just get there, you know. It's mad how, how, how things can work, you know, when everyone is striving for the same goal. Absolutely, lad. Well, listen, come here. Uh, thanks for coming on the pod. Uh, we didn't think we were going to get you. We, you took a little bit of persuading, but you, you come up with the goods in the end. And we're, we're delighted to have a chat with you. Get some insight. <laughs> What's that? You got more than 10 minutes as well, homie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, look, I forgot to add the vat on at the end of it there. <laughs> yeah, listen, come here. Thanks for coming on, lad. And we'll chat to you again soon, all right? Oh, Kev. Thanks.